Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. What's going on, everybody? Pat DeBerry here, and we are back again for a milestone event extravaganza. This is, I think, one of the first ones where we didn't do something crazy. I mean, granted, it's only the third time this has happened, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the third time. Uh, it is our 300th episode of Flame On. I am excited to be joined today. On the East Coast by BJ. Hey, what's up? And Eric. Hello. And on the West Coast, that old voice you know, Brian. 300 episodes older. That's how I feel today. (laughs) (laughs) Ma'am, it's like 11 years. It's taken 11 years to get to this point. And a lot of that has been root caps. (laughs) Well, you know. <laughs> Do we those, even... those weekly episodes really help. We never even did all the audio for the interview series I did, because those would have added oh. to it as well. Oh, we never did oh, do yeah. the audio for those? Oh, my God. Uh, a couple. It, I, I didn't edit them, and I was, yeah, it was fine. It's fine. <laughs> they'll, they'll, we put out, we put out, out like someday. two of them. <laughs> we put out like two audio-only versions of those. But if if you're wondering what Brian is talking about, there are Rainbow Spotlight video interview series that he did um, back in the day now. Feels like a lifetime ago in the height of the pandemic. And you can find those on our YouTube channel. Or you can do a quick, easy flameonshow.com. And there is a video gallery right on our webpage with those interviews in them so you can check those out and watch them put them on in the background if you have a youtube premium subscription you can turn your screen off and just listen you don't have to be watching if you (laughs) if you don't pay for youtube premium i'm sorry that's it's just got to stay on but you don't have to sit there and watch you can just put it on the side so if you pay for the premium you can downgrade by but if you pay for premium you can downgrade by turning off the like turning your phone off 
to act like it's a podcast. There you go. Yeah. That's I see it as an upgrade. <laughs> I I see it as a weird cyclical Ouroboros of nonsense. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Look at us. Look like upon that. us. <laughs> but we are here to discuss the month in pop culture and celebrate our 300 episode anniversary. Uh, I think the last time we did a, a big extravaganza, 300, less exciting, I guess. But it's also been crazy. We've had a lot going on in our lives. And, uh, you know, it happens. But we are happy to be here. We're happy to talk pop culture. And we're happy that you have been with us for some portion of 300 episodes. <laughs> Unless this is your first one. In which case, I mean, it's still part of the 300. It's just a smaller portion. If you're just yeah, joining us, you can go back and start from the very beginning now and oh, no. <laughs> see what you missed. Oh, the beginning. No. Oh, no. Oh, I haven't even gone back and started from the beginning. <laughs> and I've been on this show since I know I was here for, was it 100 that we did the live yes. in the living room? Yes, that was 100. What 200, was that like at the beginning of the pandemic? And that was, we did the live... Uh, we had a bunch of special guests. I was late. Like there was, there was a lot going on on that one. Yes. And then our <laughs> ten year anniversary was the last live stream that we did with a that bunch of special guests. Uh, okay, that I was I was trying to remember because I remember I had a lot of people like actually follow the links i had sent him sent them like i was i was like hey uh, this is i'm telling you i have a podcast you're gonna watch this live stream of us just babbling about the past 10 years <laughs> and actually a lot of people popped in all of a sudden and i was very excited about that let's say 200 i thought we did that for what 200 we as well uh, we're celebrating our bicentennial episode with stories about how the show started and how each of the cash the crew joined the cast. We also reminisce about special moments. Read a lovely fan letter. Hmm. No, I guess we didn't do a live stream, but we did All a little right. a little celebration of yeah how think, how things. The most recent thing, the the ten year anniversary was the was when we did the live stream thing, and um, we had I mean we had so many people pop in and out of that one. That was actually a lot of fun. We had the grid. It yeah. was the Zoom call. That's right. Yes. Yes. We did our, our very own Zoomtastic Brady Bunch Spectacular. That was a lot of fun. And if you don't if you don't know what we're talking about and you haven't gone to see it, um, I believe there is the audio version on our feed, but there is the video version up on our Flame On uh, YouTube t- page. So yep. go check that out as well. But I am happy to have hit another 100 episodes with you all. Oh, I didn't even look. I was. I should have checked when that was. Like, how long has it taken us to get yeah, another hundred episodes? I feel I like this totally came around pretty quick. <laughs> I feel like this came around when you like last week when you were just like, you're like, oh, we we gotta we gotta record our three hundredth, and I was like, what? No, we're like at two fifty. Four right? years <laughs> is how over long? Over four years. Oh my god! Made it June and July. Four years and two months, roughly. Oh my god! Yeah, our 200th oh. episode came out on May 24th, 2018, coming in at a whopping 100 minutes. Talk about keeping that hundred theme going. <laughs> so this one's gonna but, be 300 minutes. 
Oh, Jesus Christ, no. That was 100 <laughs> minutes for our 200. The 300 episode is going to be 50 minutes. We'll go, we'll go smaller and smaller. But it is good to still be here doing this four years later. Another 100 episodes in the bag. Um, it probably took us a little longer because we didn't do a lot of recaps. We didn't do a lot of uh, series where we were pumping out extra content uh, on the main channel. So now that we have brought back the recaps for this series of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. I've not seen today's episode, so no spoilers, anybody. <laughs> but uh, we, we got here. We got here, and we're happy. And as a treat to the listeners, they're getting a double dose of Flame On on this good goddamn day because the recaps would have thrown it off. But this would have technically been our 301st episode if the recaps, uh, if I did not move a recap to after this one comes out so uh please enjoy double flame on on this friday if you're listening to it on release day so you get this 300th episode and right after it in the feed is episode 301 and that is our next recap talking about whatever the episode is that came out today i have no idea (laughs) (laughs) oh it's the tiktok dance challenge episode that's what it is. I always forget. Like I, I watch the next time on Drag Race, and then and then immediately forget what the next challenge is. I'm going to assume that Jinx does not win another star. I I usually I usually just bank two or three episodes. So like I'm my mind is all by the time I actually like go back and watch like an episode, I completely forget. Like even if I watch like the next episode blurb thing. I don't even know. I'm just, I'm just like, I know it might have to be a dance, but usually I just assume it's some sort of performance challenge because for some reason, all stars always ate up with the, like the group performance challenges. So I'm just, I just assume it's a group. challenge. I mean, true, true. And there's no battle back this, uh, this time around. Yeah. But that's for another series called our recaps. Check them out. They've been fun to do, although with my my brain not being the way functioning the way that it needs to, sometimes trying to remember the minutia of the episodes gets really difficult. I'm just like, the queens are back in the workroom, and they talk, and then RuPaul is there <laughs> in some weird outfit, and uh, Brian was the most recent guest. There'll be uh, my my buddy here in Chicago. TC is our next. Uh, Recap guest, but Brian got to be on one of the recap episodes. It was maybe delightful. Eric will join us on one. I recommend it. <laughs> I'm loving having my own version of the pit stop. It's phenomenal, <laughs> and it's been so much fun having new new voices on the show and new people to talk drag race with. Although, as we get further and further into the season, the longer and longer the recap with that new host is about the season so far. <laughs> it went from like a quick five minute, like what'd you think of the last two episodes to like a good 30 minute discussion about the, uh, the season, the season so far, but so, it's been fun. So, you know what that, that means is that you should, you should try and have on a couple of people who, who you've already had on the recaps uh, for a review of the finale. So that way, Man, this is not, <laughs> This is not the. This is, that's not how the pit stop does it. Bob don't have repeat guests. 
I don't I can't do the same style, thing. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know her. So, <laughs> uh, the most recent one with uh, with peppermint was such a such a treat. I loved Boy. it. So good. Anywho, we are here to celebrate 300 episodes, talk pop culture, and that is what we are going to do. So, let's get into it. Eric, I'm going to stay here for this conversation, but I'm going to be sad about it because, I mean, honestly, I'll probably forget what you talk about in like 10 minutes. So, when I go to actually watch this show... It'll all be new to me anyway. But why don't you tell why don't you tell our listeners what your topic is for this episode? Well, it is summer TV finale time, and the boys just wrapped up their third season with the finale coming out today as of this recording, July eighth. Um, and did you say we've never talked about this show at all or just this season? This season. We've talked okay. about it before. I'm pretty sure it's come up. Yeah, I think it's come up before. I feel like Josh has talked about it on on the podcast in the past. Um, but we definitely have not talked about season three at all. And I have not watched a single episode because most of it came out while um, my friend Chris was here. And he hasn't watched it, so I felt bad. I made him watch my stories, but I, I felt bad making him watch... Uh, <laughs> Watch season three of the boys without having watched seasons one and two. I mean, you're not going to go back and watch 65 years of General Hospital. Like, that's just not going to happen. So you might as well just jump into it now. That's what, you know, that was my thought process. (laughs) That's how I feel about it. That makes sense. And, uh, well, I'll try not to get too spoilery. um, But I'm sure if you ever watched a trailer for the season, you know, things like, Jensen Eccles is on this season um, as Soldier Boy. Um, but to kind of recap what Musician? happened. I, not Soldier Boy. Soldier <laughs> Boy. I'm so, Did I not enunciate enough for you? The Superman. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I wish y'all could have seen that. It was great. No. That was my viral dance video. Uh, but so this season picks up a year after the end of season two with the whole kerfuffle with Stormfront Um, and um, Stan Edgar appoints uh, Starlight to be the co-captain of the seven because she's got the best ratings and he hopes it'll put Homelander in line. Um, spoiler alert, doesn't work. Um, <laughs> you mean you mean pissing off the sociopath didn't didn't give us give us the uh, give us the response we wanted? Not too much. I mean, they do have him on somewhat of a short leash because they're still blackmailing him with the footage from the airplane that went down that they oh, yeah. that he and Queen Maeve didn't save. Um, but basically Queen Maeve, um, gives Butcher some temporary V, which gives you 24 hours of powers, um, and sets him off on a path to, 
um, investigate the team Payback, which was Soldier Boy's old team, um, to try and find out what killed Soldier Boy. Uh, and so that's what sets off the season. Uh, Other things of note was the sixth episode is just called, just titled Hero Gasm. Oh, God. Which is a superhero orgy. And is actually one of the best hours of TV, at least in this season. It's just a well-written and (laughs) well-performed. And... I've been surprised at how many people have uh, reviewed it on YouTube and gotten to use a good amount of footage. I I watched I watched two uh, react reaction uh, uh, pages, and they they're like we're gonna they literally put up a warning being like a lot of this episode is going to be fuzzed out. You'll kind of see a floating dildo at one point. That's what that is. We're screaming through about about five minutes of the episode, like just continuous screaming. So don't mind us. Um, and it also had my favorite quote of any TV show, and that is Mother's Milk getting coated in jizz and somebody in the background just being like, thanks, handsome black bear. And, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's. That's, it, yeah, it, was is... very, it was very. It was very. Is a lazy bear? It was very scary movie. If you've ever seen that, <laughs> her ending up uh, Superman or Spider Man to the ceiling. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, it was. It <laughs> was this it is was... not where the entering of a rectum and, and expanding happens, right? Was that earlier in the season? <laughs> that was. That was the very first episode. That was yeah. That was oh, like the God. first the season. Like, twenty minutes. It wasn't of a the... rectum, right? It was somewhere else. No, it was. It was. He went in. He was being sounded yes. by. Oh, and, and he was okay. heading to the prostate. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I, see, I told you, I, watch. I just i just knew that they they went where marvel dared not go although <laughs> quick, quick aside i don't know if y'all have seen this but you know that um disney launched the disney wish their their new cruise line yes yeah. there's a di- in the dinner at the dinner there's a video message from ant-man and the wasp and paul rudd actually comments on that and about why he could not he starts to talk about why he could not shrink down and enter Thanos. He's he's like he's like a lot of people are asking why I didn't shrink down and go in and kill Thanos. He's like, and it was it's it's a and it's a dinner experience hosted by Ant Man and the Wasp. Like that's in the that's like at the beginning of dinner. Yes, that's the intro to your dinner. That's yeah. the video that plays. Somebody put it on Twitter, and I watched it, and I loved it. It was phenomenal. But yeah, I, I wasn't sure. I just knew that I knew that there was an entry of a of a uh, and thing, and then it embiggened and exploded somebody. Yeah, he was high on coke, and then sneezed as he was inside of the penis, and. Oh, grew. <laughs> oh, it wasn't intentional. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, no, no. It's it's and and what's what's hilarious is like I made the mistake of reading the comic years ago. So when they announced the show, 
the first seat I waited for the whole first season to finish because I was super gun shy because I was like the comic honestly the show's not too far off from the comic and how things like how dark things get and how like adult things get but I was like scarred um but no it's like it literally butcher and and the boys will literally go in and like Like, there's a whole super team of teenagers who are, like, literally just, like, they destroy a building having sex with it. And you're just like, what? So, so this show, like, all the shenanigans that they literally just happen in on that actually have nothing to do with, like, the main plot point. It's just weird, creepy, gross superhero shit is just absurd and like that scene is 100% the exact tone of the comic but I don't want to give too much away I just want to recommend it's a very good season including a superhero orgy (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that it's including not minus the superhero (laughs) orgy because for us to finally get a superhero orgy it really needed to be, you know. Oh yeah, worth it. Oh, so a funny interview that apparently happened at—I don't know if it was Anime Expo um, or a, a re- it was a recent convention—and Jensen Ackles was there, and he gets up there, and like some of the people from the boys are all there. It's a whole panel, and he's just like, "So when I was given all like the explanation of the character and some of the source material, he's like, I spent six months." working out like a madman he's like i spent he's like i my wife was upset because i wasn't eating any of her cooking he's like i was eating pre-made meals i was working out day and night and then i get on set and uh i think it was the guy that plays a train looks at him and goes wow man he's like you're super jacked and then he just leans in and goes you know you could have just had them add some muscles to the suit you know that right (laughs) and he's like (laughs) No, no, I didn't fucking know that. I do now, though. <laughs> and there are some scenes. There is a scene. I, th- I think it was Herogasm. Uh, there was one or two scenes that Jensen Ackles was absolutely like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> He's like, I'm not filming that. I'm not performing that. He's like, I, I know. <laughs> and and the, the directors and everybody were like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, but it was just funny how, like, he was like, hard pass and they have yet to release what those scenes were i'm a little scared to know what they are <laughs> i mean that's fair is he is he shirtless at any point during oh. i know you can see his ass right oh. yeah so then you can't yeah. you can't add muscles to your body post i mean you can i'm sure but <laughs> i'm sure they would not here. they would not give him that part yeah I mean, I, but I appreciated least he, the fact that he worked out, but I always thought he was kind of handsome to begin with. Oh, God, he's been, he's hot as fuck. Yeah. Uh, but they, they could have uh, Camille Nanjiani'd him and just, he could have gotten super ripped <laughs> and then just kept him clothed the entire time, like in Eternals. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Camille. <laughs> Any um, other chatter about the boys? I'm excited to watch it. I think I'm going to start watching it this weekend um, now that I, have a full weekend uh to myself again uh i'm gonna do some more baking and i think i might i might try to dive into that i still need to watch upload season two as well complete 
I was going to say complete non sequitur, but I, I, they're both on Amazon. So yeah, you really do need there's to technically that. a connection. That oh. that second season, even though it's not as good as the first, it's it's really it's exciting. And they did confirm season three. So that's I'm oh, nice. Um, hey, so qu- actually another kind of related segue. Uh, Pat, when does this episode drop? Friday. Next Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Never mind. Uh, there is just, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's popping up on um, uh, next week is Amazon Prime. Uh, Prime Day. Oh, yeah. Prime Day will happen before the before this yeah. drops. Um, so, yeah, there was, there was some neat little, like, uh, if you listen to a song on Prime Music, um, purchase something for, like, $5. Um uh, I think like if you have Prime, you get free books. If you just like download a free book, and if you watch something on Prime Video, it gives you like ten bucks um, on your uh, Prime thing. Three of those things are free, so technically you're getting five bucks free. But money is money. Um, but yeah, so never mind. This doesn't help. This doesn't help the listeners. <laughs> but for you guys, um, also it's giving. <laughs> It, they're giving us um, one of the comments if you took advantage of this on prime day yeah. even though we're telling you about this afterwards <laughs> and then um they're giving grubhub plus uh they're including it with your prime membership for a year so mm-hmm. i'll put this i'll put this on the i'll i'll put this on the fa- i was planning on i was putting together all the links and everything um for the uh facebook for the socials so i'll try to have that up before this episode drops uh, so that way everybody can take part in all of the uh, the goodies. And if you miss the goodies, then maybe you should pay attention to our socials and follow us there. So We're going to put it up before this episode comes out. It'll be on the 14th after <laughs> the 12th and the 13th, which are prime days. <laughs> exactly. So this is, But it'll this, be before this, this episode comes out. This is like a passive-aggressive reminder that you probably could have saved money if you had listened to our podcast. So... <laughs> in the future, but then traveled back into the past. That's... <laughs> Invent time travel, and then you can go take advantage of it. I love it. Exactly. Uh, any last thoughts on uh, The Boys Season 3 before we move on to the next topic? No. I'm good. All right. I'm excited to watch Season 3. Okay. Let's move on to our next topic. Brian, why don't you... Uh, turn us upside down and talk about your topic so before we get into stranger things season four two-part finale i don't even know what they call it the set volume volume two two. yeah whatever uh are we all watching or have watched it or are there people in this little chat who would not want to be spoiled okay i mean i i mean I'm so close to being caught up. I'm only like three seasons away. Oh, okay. So you don't care. I don't, I don't think you care. I'm, I'm in and the it's middle. Been like years since season one came out, so I don't remember shit. <laughs> I'm in the middle of like the last episode, but I've I I. So here's the thing: when I would get books as a kid, I would read the end first. I I am impatient. I am a man child. This is how I am. So literally the day volume two dropped, I just, I Googled, I went on YouTube and I typed in the things I wanted to see. And I got to see the things I wanted to see. And now I'm actually like watching through to get the emotional impact. So you don't have to worry about spoiling anything. Eric, what about you? I've watched it all. 
Beautiful. All right. So I did watch the pitch meeting, so there's not much you can spoil for me anyway. <laughs> I mean, of course you watched the pitch. I'm sure, I'm sure all those jokes hit then. Yeah, right. Because you totally <laughs> had context for them. Have you watched it? Because honestly, I don't think you needed to watch the show in order to get the jokes. That's so, pretty funny. Let's just say that this, if for those people who've never watched Stranger Things, it's on Netflix. I don't know how you've missed it, but God bless you for keeping off of all social media, all Netflix, because Netflix pushes it pretty hard sometimes. Uh, it is a show genetically engineered to appeal to the Gen X into millennial uh, eras uh, because it will basically mines all of the things from the 80s uh, to make the Uber uh, story uh, sequential fi- uh, genre fiction a saga, <laughs> whatever, all those words that, that that pushes all of the right buttons for people who consumed pop culture in the 80s. Uh, this season uh, takes that up another notch and manages to somehow like uh, reference slash emulate Empire Strikes Back Never, nah, never any story was more last season. Uh, what else? Uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street three, Rambo Dream Warriors, Rambo, yeah, Dream, sure, Dream one hundred percent Dream Warriors. Yeah, Dream Rambo. Warriors is like so baked into the DNA. They had Robert England as a cameo. Oh, yeah. in, I mean, I mean, one. Nancy was kind of um, giving me uh, Terminator vibes. Sure, Terminator Alien. I mean, I mean, was, bitch uh, with a gun, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Um, let's see. What else? Uh, musical references to include Kate Bush, which obviously I think we've talked about that. Uh, and then in the volume two, uh, Master of Puppets, which I did not expect until social media oh, decided I needed yes. to know all about Master of Puppets. And I'm like, well, that's I guess they're going to use that in this uh, in this volume two. And also had an awesome arrangement of um, separate ways. Yes. Yes. A journey. Yes. And I that, absolutely now, love that. Was that in this volume two or was that the end of volume one? It's all. Yeah, it, it was it was volume two, but it was the end of episode eight. Yeah. OK. Yeah. 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 And and that was used in um in the I think it was the first trailer. Yeah. They Instead used, right. of, of running up that hill, I think they actually were going to push um separate ways harder because separate ways was used in the uh, for like the trailer for volume one. And yeah. then when people when they realized how much people were, were loving that uh, whole running up that hill scene, um, they I, I think they switched gears a little bit in the sh- in post production. Uh, they they they, yeah. they they've paid Journey and Kate Bush lots of money. Let's just leave it at that. So uh, Kate, Kate well, Bush got two point three mil. Thank yeah. God, good for her. Uh, that's, that's kind of there wasn't a lot of there's not been a lot of turnarounds. I mean, I know that there's a team working on it, but it was what like a good two to four weeks in between volume one and volume two like these things dropped really close together so yeah i, think I mean they could have sherry pied the shit but like yeah it's tough to really change up the music like that no no no. it wasn't in that. It was in the trailers it was the trailers i think i was gonna say i was like wait a minute like how are you gonna do that much yeah. post editing in like two weeks oh no 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 and then no. we also All saw this- how season 12 for drag race went and how much you can try to, how much you can edit out Sherry Pie from twelve episodes yeah. of Drag Race. Thankfully, yeah. none of that was necessary here. So the story, uh, of course, we talked about Volume One. We know that the Hawkins crew was kind of 
up uh you know Shit's Creek here with this Vecna monster and they sort of got to the big reveals about who Vecna is and how he's related to Eleven and all that good plot gory stuff. But what I really love and want to focus on in in volume 2 is the overall tone and the sort of very Lord of the Rings uh Empire Strikes Back, you know, split everybody up. All right, now we're going to have this epic like prepare for the battle we got to prepare for the battle and people are macgyvering shit that's another reference you gotta have a montage you gotta have a montage right <laughs> yeah I, I i don't even know i feel, i should have done like a montage counter because i feel like there were probably you know uh, at least two per episode but um eleven's going through her jedi training with not yoda her papa not yoda uh and and of course the whole you're not ready i gotta go save my friends i mean Again, it's it's in our DNA as people who grew up in the 80s, but like people who have watched Star Wars, any, anyone who has seen Empire Strikes Back can appreciate and it probably had that resonance, even if they didn't they didn't so, know the reference, you know. So here's here's a thing from the 80s that I don't think they meant to reference, but they referenced it pretty fucking beautifully. And that is listen to your fucking kids, because uh, Brenner it's it's dr brenner right the uh papa uh brenner being like nope we gotta do this the right way we gotta do and then the fucking army shows up and shoots his ass and if he had done what literally owens and 11 had been like we need to do this his ass would be alive like he could he could live to science another day but oh look what happened you didn't listen to your fucking kid so that is a thing like when i was growing up that was like huge. Like, I don't know if that was on purpose, but it felt 100% on purpose with the whole, like, like, uh, it's something I heard a lot of the times in like early nineties, like kids should be seen and not heard. I think I even heard it in TV shows all the time back then, but like, no, that was like that, that gave me such of like a completionist, like I'm, I'm saving that part. I'm hoping somebody makes like a mega mix on YouTube so I can just send it to my parents and be like, look what happened to him. Didn't listen to yeah. his kids. I mean, I certainly <laughs> understand that bit, but also the arc that his, like he's Frankenstein, right? And having Frankenstein's, oh, 100%. 100%. Not Frankenstein's monster kill him, but Frankenstein's monster, which is 11. Well, ah, kind of 11, kind of one, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Like allow him to die and not give him that closure. It, it's kind of the same ish. Uh, if they, they could have done it where uh, Vecna slash one slash Henry, uh, which I do appreciate that the characters actually <laughs> say it that way because it's kind of it's a very that. meta what, moment for those of us. What watching. do we call him? Um, <laughs> but I do appreciate like you know they could have had him rather uh, you know him somehow kill Papa, but like they, they didn't go that way. So there were some nice swerves. There were some nice things that I felt like they could have done a little differently i do think the so the first first episode of the volume two is like an hour and change hour and a half maybe the second one's two and a half hours <laughs> it's long oh, for yeah. even a movie it doesn't feel like it honestly because it, it's just so jam-packed with like just action 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 and then you get the return of the king montage of all of the things the the, the sort of elongated uh, prolapse coda if you will yeah <laughs> um but i do like overall just all the characters got beats that were really good they did that whole thing where they're like you know someone's gonna die okay you don't know who it is so they give characters these little moments that i know they're aware are triggering you thinking oh they're getting a moment they're gonna die and so i love the mr x 
constantly throughout this whole it's the really the second uh, episode more than the first where geez, yeah. these little pairings get little moments and you think oh steve's gonna get it wait maybe will's gonna get it uh mikey might mikey might get it like i don't know like how it's all gonna happen someone's gonna die but i will say as much as social media basically yelled at me to say oh somebody dies the death is well so there's there's death and then there's death um and so death exclamation i felt like oh come on of course you're gonna kill that person i won't say who it is uh but that person did that character did get a lovely arc uh, a sweet moment of their of their life uh, in terms of their uh, their passions, let's say. Uh, but but died a hero's death, which is always what you want for those kind of characters. Other characters died. Oh, my favorite, and I will spoil this one: the uh, white nationalist little youth fucker. Uh, what's his name? Oh uh, my the, god, Jason. Sports, sports ball, yeah, Jason. And it's funny because they didn't even make a big deal out of it. They just like he's dead. <laughs> Yeah, like... I, I love I do love how the like throughout this entire season, which this was a big thing around like the late 80s, early 90s. I lived through that nonsense. The whole satanic panic. Yes. Stuff. Uh, the moment they started showing like children playing games of the devil and they're like demonizing Dungeons and Dragons because like like my uncles played that. But then when I played it, when I was in like the first time I played it, when I was in like late high school. My mom's like, is that a weird Satan sex thing? And I'm like, your brother's literally played this next to you. Well, and we talked about this. Up. We talked about volume one and yeah. you're spot on. Satanic panic was a huge part of my life growing up in the church. Yeah. I wish I could sit my mom down and watch it and just be like, look, mom, <laughs> is this, do you re- get anything out of this? No. Okay. This is how we um, view you. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is the, how, how stupid this whole thing was. But either way, although in this case, I guess there was a legitimate like otherworldly <laughs> thing going on with, you know, um, but uh yeah, I mean, I'll let her overall... watch it because then she's gonna be like, "See, I told you this is why." Yeah, <laughs> and then she'd be like, "Oh my god, are you Will?" Oh, I just know. <laughs> Fucking okay, that is one thing. Let me just say this. So I read an interview with the directors, uh, well, the Duffer Brothers. First of all, to correct an earlier misunderstanding, they did not film season five yet. Season five has ah. not even been written yet. Oh wow! Uh, as far as like the uh, the the actual breakouts, they call it breaking the scripts and breaking. You know, so so they're starting in August on season five, uh, writing. So they have a writers' room. They're going to go through it. They're going to get that done. So this won't be out until like we're all in our forties. Well, I'm in my 40s. like <laughs> the rest of you are in your forties. I don't know. It's going to be I was a like while. we're all in our forties. Um, oh, we uh, I'm not. Thank you. Now that. Now that the other baby is gone, I'm the baby again. Okay. So I'm Wait. the favorite now. So when, uh, BJ, how old are you again? I'm 38. Oh, you'll definitely be in your 40s then when this comes out. <laughs> yeah, I I think it'll come out on my like on my like around my 40th birthday. I think is is the rumor. If, if they're true to like the sort of schedule with season four, yeah, it's probably a two year gap, and it's probably for the best and supposedly there is going to be a little bit of a time jump so kind of like return of the jedi you don't just start right where we leave off you you kind of see the world as it is currently catch up and you know what's going on uh big spoiler and this is hard to avoid at the end of season four they reunite everybody all that's fine whatever uh hawkins is fucked and the upside down is basically mm, pouring in trickling in actively invading our world in the Hawkins area because of the, the ramifications of the end of season four. So that's cool. I'm excited for that. I do. I did thought, I thought they were going to do a little bit more 
like viscerally when you see the, the the everything ripping open yeah i was like oh okay full-on apocalypse now no not quite but then eventually sort of so it's it's a weird yeah. slow burn on that uh duffer brothers are saying um season five will focus on will which is nice because again if you're following the is will gonna come out storyline it is fucking blue balls every chance every moment every little pregnant pause <laughs> uh every- i I mean, I mean, he and that discussion between him and his brother was basically coming out to his brother. Yeah, yeah but not well. Really, his brother not basically saying, "Well, basically, his brother saying it's okay for you to come out to me." I know, and it's, yeah. it's a lovely moment. I just, it's still not enough. It's, 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 it's a cock tease. It's a little, it's a little foreplay, maybe. But, but we got to get full on, you know. But it's also, it's definitely the eighties, like. I like didn't really come out to myself till like the mid nineties and the idea of like coming out in the late eighties, like it happened. Robin happened. It it did. did But but Robin, but like, like in a small middle of nowhere town. I mean, where did you grow up in the mid eighties? Oh, fucking middle of nowhere, Florida. I was guessing you were in the middle of nowhere, Florida. Middle of nowhere is relative, but, but I, I think they're you're keeping, right. They're keeping they it very close to, to their chest. They need to get on with it. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying he would or would not have normally come out in that time frame. Yes, you're right. But he is almost in like he's in high school. Uh, yeah. Just since it's like a year they, later from season one, but they're all I, they all look months. like twelve years older. Oh wait, yeah. the, so season three to four was eight months. Season four to five, we don't know. It could be like years. I think. I think it was. They're they're still super young, though. Yeah, yeah. They're they're like freshmen in high school versus being. I think they started in like seventh grade, so maybe it's been two years since the start of the show, season one. But that's also around the time where you 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 start hitting your growth spurts. Like like, I mean, I my cousin when she turned fifteen, she was like six two. So, None of this is was, relevant. None of this so, is relevant. No, My point no, is, no. the show needs to get the fuck on with it. It is teasing. No, it it's too absolutely long. relevant. It's though, too long because no, and that's fine. But who's to say whether or not it's even going to happen? Because I mean, they don't pay this look off. at. I mean, <laughs> you don't put a gun a in a script unless you're going to shoot it. It's called. Na- I mean, it's it's. Man, just how many times? Have, man, Will how many times Will have you sexuality. said that? <laughs> It's Will's a gun. sexuality it's a is not gun. Che- it is not Chekhov's gun. It is it not is. Will <laughs> coming up is not going to save the day. Here, but my thing is, I I'm just glad they answered one thing for me, and it's not that Will. It doesn't seem like Will has romantic feelings for anybody in his friends group because it felt like they were kind of pushing towards it. He's terrified of how they're going to react. I he think is he loves ter- I don't think he, I think Mike is his actual best friend and him, both of them pulled apart because Mike's an idiot and Will and Will is absolutely terrified. And that's what I've done that many times where I pull away from people who I'm like, you're going to react badly to this. So I'm just going to go ahead and hang out here in the periphery. They're telegraphing that Mike loves Will. That's not debatable. They are telegraphing it with giant fucking cue cards that are miles wide. I don't think it's romantic love. I really don't. It's feelings. Whatever it is, is up to them. That's like not even a, that's a thing. It's just, I'm saying as 
not subtext. Like I, we all spent a lot of time growing up looking at subtext and going, are they, are they not? Whatever. This is not subtext. This is the very definition of giant bullet points in the script that are clearly making it a journey he's on. And I get it. He's on a journey. I just want to see it pay off. I'm impatient because (laughs) they've done a lot with it. It's taken a lot of screen time. And to me, that's too much. That's a taste thing. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Uh, Season five is supposed to do it. I think maybe we'll see. I don't know. It's Will's journey. That's what they said. (laughs) They didn't say Will's coming out. I just, it's funny because they, they're doing that with Will, but then what's her name? Who's the chick from uh, the ice cream shop? Robin. Robin. Yeah. They've been very great with her story and that, you know, obviously she likes, I mean, they're not like coy about gay characters. So it must be by design. They're trying to make it all into this will coming to his own. They did say that actually They said it's season five is going to have kind of a, uh, what do you call it? A recap or not recap, but a recapitulation, sort of a bring it back to season one in certain yeah. ways. So the full circle, I was trying to get to that, uh, does lend credence to Will coming onto his own as his own person. He's kind of the half man right now. And then he comes in, he comes out, he has his power, blah, blah, blah. I, I guess that's where they're going. Oh, I and, and I was going to say at the very, at the very end, uh, pay very close attention to his face. Um, Cause as soon as gates start popping open, he starts getting a nosebleed like Eleven's. Uh, Did he really? I totally missed that. Mm-hmm. He started huh. he his nose uh, while they're all looking out. His nose he literally starts getting a nosebleed like Eleven. And when you really think about it, if anybody in that group's going to get powers similar to hers, because he's already got that like he has that alert that spider sense. Yeah, his, his spider sense. Yeah, he spent more time. He spent a lot of time in the upside down without any protective suits. I mean, most of season one, if not all of it. But yeah, and all the then, kids in four spent a lot of time running around that world and they were fine. So, I mean, I know what you're saying. I think you're right. I, I just think it's going to be either like he has a special connection to the world. He might yeah. be the one that challenges Vecna slash one slash Henry uh, to having some control because that's that was the biggest reveal. that was so cool is the world is not necessarily evil. The mind flare isn't. It's a construct from this Vecna Henry one person. That yeah. was something that was totally not what we thought and sort of a nice i'm gonna say retcon i don't know if that was always the plan but it felt like a little retcon and and linking it all into that will not will but the will of vecna will has maybe some of that same because he did spend a lot of time there maybe he can challenge that so maybe yeah so it'll be it'll be interesting to see because i because because honestly i think i i was i was I was watching the review because I was like, everybody gets together as is what I put in for, for my YouTube search. And I watched like that whole thing where everybody gets to see each other again. I cried like five times rewatching um, Ellen Hopper, um, like just uh, like just watching all of it. And then as I'm like watching like the the final scene, like for the 15th time, I'm like, why is he have a nosebleed? And I'm like, wait, what? And then, then it fades to black and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so do we. Do we hope they're done with Russia? Because Russia felt like I was like, I, if we kept going back to Russia, I was just like every every I time. I and it's not it that I done. don't like what's his name, David Harbor. Obviously, he's kind of shed some pounds, gotten a little muscle, getting all badass. I get it, cool. But man, just the Russian stuff. I was like, we don't care. Just just do just get back here. Just come on, get, get back here. I don't. Know. I like. I was like invested in that. I liked it because of Joyce and Hopper. And that was, that was, yeah. I mean, Marv is always great. And talk about another cock tease. <laughs> another will they, will they ever. 
Jesus, poor kids. Too, ah. they, they, have, they have too many kids. They have too many kids. Until people can like fucking leave leave home and really leave home, yeah. they're not going to have a moment. I will say the the thing about kids and parents. You're, you're right, BJ. Another thing is the parents don't care where their kids are in this, other than Joyce and Hopper. <laughs> the rest of the parents like don't even seem to care that their kids are gone for like whole swaths of like years. I, it's bizarre. Like my mom would have lost her shit if I wasn't there for like you know ten minutes or something. Like she was so helicopter. And oh yeah, no, not are, mine. Like, checked out. Like the no, dad's no. the Mike's dad is dead behind the eyes. I appreciate that archetype is there because that's you know, uh, and every time they cut back to him, you're just like laughing at how like clueless and dead behind the every oh Jesus. But anyway, no, I, I every every time I was visiting family, I, I always had at least two or three family members. If I'm sitting there minding my own business, that would literally walk in the room and be like, "I'm tired of looking at you. Go outside." And be like, fuck off. Like, what's wow. your fucking problem? That, why don't you go outside? So it was, it, no, that is definitely a thing. I want to say late 80s, all the way into mid 90s, maybe late like it's 90s. it's true now almost. Well, where, there's all the parents now, but you know, like parents but, are like, like, don't want a parent, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. But I mean, I mean especially my generation, they're like, no, fuck them kids. Um, but, but definitely um no like your kid leaves and you just hope they come back alive so that's yeah that's eric that's how i I was raised i don't think your mom was like that i'm sure she was a lot more like mine where she's like what are you doing where are you going who are you seeing no no well i mean yeah but as long as you said you were going somewhere you just leave for hours and hours and days okay i'll be home at some point in time or I would I would be told to come back, but I was only told once come back when the streetlights come on. Other than that, if if it's dinner time, she'll come outside and she'll call me twice, and then they'll start eating dinner. If not, <laughs> then my dinner will be in the microwave or the oven yeah. when I get back. I feel like my mom had people apply like an FBI background check before they could take me anywhere. <laughs> you know, I just I feel like it was that level. I don't know. But either way, Stranger Things season four, uh, it's epic. It's lots of crazy, amazing music. People die. Hell's unleashed upon the hell mouth opens in, in Sunnydale or uh, Hawkins. <laughs> uh, the, the Slayers will rise. I don't know. It's good. It's, it was really satisfying and just very Empire Strikes Back. Very good. Dear listeners, we thank you so much for being a part of our journey to 300 episodes. While you are listening, why not check out our website at flameonshow.com. I mentioned it earlier in this episode, but you can check out our YouTube channel, all of our social media links. Our Twitch channels are linked there, although I think our Twitches are all rather uh, inactive at the moment but the links are still there you can also find the link to our threadless shop so you can be like jamie it's my new motto he uh it was like nobody should ever say the words be like jamie but in this case be like jamie and head over to our threadless shop purchase some flame on swag and then send us pictures i'm gonna ask him if i can post the picture that he sent me showing off his flame on tank top um but all of those links are right there on the flame on show page you can also check out our patreon at patreon.com forward slash flame on show and join at any of the four levels that we have there. perks at different levels 
And uh, yeah, lots of great stuff for you to enjoy on our Patreon. So again, that's flameonshow.com and patreon.com forward slash flameonshow. All right, let's get to our next topic. BJ, why don't you tell the dear listeners what you will be talking about today? Holy crap, y'all. We have so much, so much uh, news. I will be talking about all of the video game news that has come out over the past two months. Um, to make this a little bit less arduous, <laughs> um, the, we've got uh, we've got the Summer Game Fest. Um, so Summer Game Fest, we had a lot of reveals. Um, some I'm excited for, some that I'm just kind of like, eh. Uh, we got a full trailer for Marvel Midnight Suns. Um, it looks like I, I don't understand the whole card battle system in video game format. Um, it's, it's got kind of a feel for that. Um, but you'll have, you'll be battling Scarlet Witch. I know Scarlet Witch will probably end up on your team at some point, but effectively it's Marvel hero, all Marvel heroes, uh, versus Lilith. Um, Dr. Strange recruiting a lot of non-magical heroes and giving them magical upgrades so they can kind of stay on par. You've got Blade. Um, so that looks super interesting. You've got a Lilith um, increased version of Venom, uh, who's kaiju size. So that's kind of cool. Uh, we got Street Fighter VI, um, Alien Dark Descent. I'm super excited about this. The Callisto Protocol. Uh, Callisto Protocol is done by the same people that did Dead Space. Um, lots of body horror, lots of Cronenberg nonsense. Um, the trailer literally has somebody, uh, getting infected with a parasite. Um, it's horrifying. It makes me super nauseous. <laughs> um, I Hold can't on, wait real that. quick. Real quick. Did you say Street Fighter 6? Yes, sir. Street Fighter 6. How are we 30 years into this franchise and only at game number 6? I'm glad you asked, sir, because we've got Street Fighter 1, Street Fighter 2. Which I don't even remember. Like, honestly, I don't feel like Street Fighter, the game, was a thing. And it just started with Street Fighter (laughs) 2. So Because that's really the the starting point for anybody. It was Street Fighter 1. I think I played it once in an arcade at a hotel in Biloxi, Alabama. Like, I had never seen a Street Fighter 1. It's hot garbage. That's why. Yeah, it yes. is not good. Yeah, is it just Ken and Ryu like going on a, a lunch date together? Because <laughs> well, no, those are the only two playable characters, though. Yeah, and they're like oh, I didn't even know that. But copies I of each other almost. They're just yeah, yeah, yeah. it's bad. It's bad. It's so then you've got so you've got Street Fighter Two, and then like I think a year or two later or so, it's Street Fighter Two Turbo. So then you have then somewhere around the line we we didn't have Street Fighter three we had the Street Fighter Alpha series which was a prequel series and that went all the way to three, um and then then we got when I was in high school was when Street Fighter three actually came out in like arcades, um it came out on Dreamcast uh, and then we had three more versions. Of Street Fighter 3. Street Fighter 3 Second Impact. Street Fighter 3 Third Impact. Street Fighter 3 like Impact Strikers. There was like seven different types of Street Fighter 3. 
And then Impact Striker sounds like a soccer version of the game. It sounds like Isn't a, there like uh, a, a Mario Strikers <laughs> soccer game that came out. Actually, I was gonna say that's on the list. Uh, the new Mario Strikers oh, game is on the list. <laughs> um, but uh, but they released a Street Fighter uh, 3D, like a like a Tekken version of Street Fighter. Yeah, because they wanted to get in on that money. Uh, and then it wasn't until I want to say I was almost out of college that we got Street Fighter 4 and then we got a Street Fighter 5, um, like not even that long ago. I want to say probably about three or four years ago at the latest. Um, so we're just now getting into Street Fighter 6. So you are correct, sir. I feel like we should be on like years 11, later. like Mortal Kombat. Like Mortal, Kombat no. Mortal Kombat had 11 come out. I don't think they've done a 12, but there's like... They're working on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like they're they're relatively the same age. I think Street Fighter is a little older. Yeah, uh, and then we've got uh, they just released uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, which is a side-scrolling beat 'em up like Turtles in Time, and that is on all TMNT platforms. TMNT two, the best the best arcade game like ever. Yeah, Tur- uh, uh, yeah, Turtles in Time. I think was my my all time favorite one. And then, uh, and then they also so with this one they uh, showed all of the DLC. You can play a sprint, Splinter, April, and Casey Jones. Um, and then we've got. So uh, this circle is, back to Street Fighter real quick. Capcom just released a fighting collection that yes. includes um, five of the Street Fighters. Yeah, but also includes um, Super Puzzle Fighter Two Turbo. Oh my god! And, I forgot about that. Uh, Super Gem Fighter. Um, which was the little chibi characters oh. fighting each other. Gym um, Fighter was my favorite. Uh, I played that sucker for hours. Does um, this collection include Street Fighter 1? No. <laughs> Probably not. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> they will never release. I guarantee you that is buried in somebody's basement or in a river somewhere, and they're, they're going to make sure it never sees the day of light. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> um... Uh, what else? Um, Gotham Knights. They released some more gameplay uh, trailer for Gotham Knights. Not the terrible CW show. Um, a uh, a game similar to Arkham Knights. <laughs> and then uh, we've got um, that's the one with like the the Bat family as the 
focus, right? Gotham Knights. Yes. It's so it's it's yeah, they, uh it takes kill off Batman, right? And then it's like the kids have to sort of protect Gotham. Is that the deal? Yeah, so uh Bru- uh supposedly Bruce is dead. He sends all control of all of his projects and everything uh to the watchtower, um, which is where uh, Barbara worked out of when she was Oracle. Uh he sends complete all the data, everything he's ever worked on. All of that goes right to uh, uh, Red Hood. Uh, Tim Drake, Robin. There was a question in which Robin we were going to get. Um, uh, Nightwing and Batgirl. So all four of them kind of take over uh, Gotham. Uh, and it, it looks interesting. A lot of people are irritated with Red Hood. They kind of gave him mystic powers for whatever reason. Don't know why. Um Robin's gameplay looks super interesting because he hacks the Justice League teleporter and you can uh, use the Justice League teleporter to do short range teleportation. So (laughs) to take down enemies, which is kind of fun and very Tim Drake. Um, (laughs) I'm going to do this thing. um, And it turns out to be super helpful. So um, that, that looks super interesting Uh, for, in my realm of things, they released a full trailer for one piece Odyssey a um a turn-based uh a turn-based uh rpg game based on the one piece franchise and then there's a lot of other things uh i will put up ign's um every reveal video um but last of us part one remake so i guess they're doing a full top to bottom remake of last of us i feel like we've already had that multiple times but i mean it's a fantastic game and they've got to stay relevant for the show coming out um, so that was just the game fest, uh, information that dropped next. We have a Nintendo. They had a Nintendo direct, uh, mini, uh, this was on the 28th of June. And that one has your standard Nintendo fair. That one had monster hunter rise, uh, sunbreak. Um, do either of you play monster hunter? I, do, I know like two people that play monster hunter and they swear by it. And I tried to get into it when it was free for it's free on the PlayStation. Uh, if you have a PS five, the PS plus collection, it's still up there for free. Um, yeah. Yeah. I have, I, I have monster hunter world, but I just haven't played it. At yeah. All. Yeah. I had it. I played it some, it seemed interesting, but I have a big problem because you're just finding dinosaurs. They're just dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> they're just, they're just dinosaurs. I want a giant spider. And I think there's one, in a side mission somewhere. So, um, but yeah, it seems like uh, Monster Hunter is very much a Nintendo uh, thing now. And then we've got um, uh, Sonic, uh, bah, 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 what was that? Um, Sonic Frontiers, uh, the next big Sonic out, 3D Sonic outing. Um, they have been lackluster on and off. Uh, Sonic Generations, I think was the last one I played, uh, which was really cool. Uh, but Sonic Frontiers, brand new story. It's got it's got some Breath of the Wild um, inspiration, uh, while still kind of maintaining some of uh, the traditional Sonic levels uh, peppered around in there. So uh, that one looks that one actually looks a lot better than I expected it to, and I'm probably going to pre-order that. Um, we've got Return to Monkey Island uh, for those of you who played Monkey Island back in the day. That's, um, we see, you should have led that. That's the one that everyone has been, 
I mean, it's 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 exciting because it's like I, I know it's coming out for PC, right? But I mean, for platforms, like this is huge for those people who played Monkey Island. But I think a lot of people have rediscovered it since they released the first and maybe second ones. Um, what was it like? I don't know, a few years ago, they they did like a new art style release. Not yeah. The pixel. Yeah. So I mean, like when I watched that Nintendo Direct, and I will tell you, I only watched it because of that Monkey Island clip. It brought back all of the feelings from my uh, high school era of playing Monkey Island and Cur- Curse of Monkey Island. And what was the first one? It was just Monkey... I can't remember now the damn titles. Well, They're all Monkey Island. Yeah, uh, through Amazon Prime, I just got um, Escape from Monkey Island for free. Yeah. Is that one of the original ones? Uh, I think so. I think, so. I think that's the second one, isn't two, it? Two that Ron Gilbert did, and then... You're probably right. And then they did others after that, and they were not as good. They're not the main creator. This one is going to take place right after that second one, whatever that one was. Um, and it, it really picks up the story and just kind of, and it's, and it's, you know, he's, he's his, it's his effort. It's, you know, he's bringing back all the stuff. I think people uh, gave him shit though, because he's not doing it in a pixelated form. He's doing it as like the vector. Uh, style and yeah. Like, yeah. Well, of course you are now why would you think someone was going to lovingly recreate these horrible horrible graphics that we all suffered through because we didn't know better <laughs> like just be glad that the freaking music's like great i mean i just want even if it's not quite as great as those original ones and i don't think you can ever really get back to that level plus you know we're all different people right but like just that level of just dumb pirate humor like you know the uh our flag means death scratched that itch a little oh, bit yeah just a little bit uh like think about like the pirate movie like just like dumb pirate stuff is uh is all i want and i'm just so thrilled it's going to be out on the switch so anyway yeah that's my take on that (laughs) oh no that's fine that's it's just unfortunate that people on the internet have been so backlashy about the art style because they've basically driven him off social media and he's basically sent out a press release saying i'm not going to talk about this game anymore because everybody's being a butthead about it. People are horrible. That's the problem. That's the problem. We're, we're in revenge of the nerds. Part three, the nerds are the bad guys. Um, It's in, and that's what happens when you have an IP that's that old. Like I, I, I feel, I'm trying to think of anything that hasn't been remade. That was like part of like my childhood. That was a video game. And I'm all, I'm, I'm sure this puts people like that. Absolutely on edge. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so it's, it's, we, we'll see. Um, so, but we've got Return to Monkey Island. Um, I have never played, uh, Mario plus Rabbids, but a lot of my friends are nuts about it. Um, there's an interesting game, um, called, uh, Live Alive. Uh, that's actually three different RPG games, in one game that span different time frames. So there's one that's like in feudal Japan, one that's in like colonial times, and then another one that's like takes place in the future. Uh, so that looks really cool. And then uh, currently the Cuphead, the delicious last course, the Cuphead DLC um, has already launched. Uh, my roommate has been playing it and has been crying uh, on weeping on the floor openly over it. Uh, and then finally something I've been waiting for, for the past 10 years, maybe more, um, that I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to do this. 
I don't care if I have to dress up as like a soothsayer and, and like sneak into your house, houses, your homes. None of you are safe. Uh, the entire Persona series is being released on all platforms. So Steam, Switch, PlayStation, um, Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 5 The Royal. Um, these games are absolutely absurd fun. If you like tra- traditional RPGs with like a slight twist uh, as far as like a uh, simulator aspect to it, um, they are amazing. Uh, I played four. I've lost track of how many times I've played four, and I have. I'm Persona. I will say they're beefy. Persona Five: The Royal is 172 hours of gameplay. I played it through the almost the entirety of the pandemic, and I love it. The soundtracks uh, for these games are absolutely stellar. Um, I, this is just the perfect excuse for me to throw a lot of the music at you, Brian, so that way I can trick you into playing them. Um, so no, they're absolutely fun. If you're if you're itching for just like a slow burn, like RPG, you can kind of pick up and put down uh, the uh, Personas uh, three, four, and five, and this is their final versions so it's their it's their versions with like all the d almost all the dlc expanded gameplay expanded story elements chef's kiss they're wonderful um so that was like set in tokyo so the the fifth one is set in tokyo the fourth one is set in like a little uh town uh outside of tokyo and the third one i think is set in i think the third one is set somewhere near tokyo Okay, but they're all set in like contemporary Japan. Um, yes, they're all, they're all set in contemporary Japan. Five is set in like 2018, um, and you actually have like the, a cell phone that you're like if you if you need to do some of the simulator stuff, you actually have to utilize your cell phone. Um, but it's it's really snappy gameplay. It's super interesting. Like I said, the soundtrack, the story is always kind of metaphysical and has to do with the human subconscious and the collective subconscious of the general public. So some really great, nice, big brain ideas in it. Um, it's great. I can't wait to, uh, uh, if it goes on sale, there's a chance one of y'all will find it in like your Steam library and with a little message from me being like, play this shit. Um, so that was the Nintendo Direct. Um, and then some quick, slight announcements. They've got, uh, I believe they've got official gameplay trailer for Scorn. Uh, that is the first person puzzle Cronenberg game um and then you've got a we finally have our system shock remake is coming out um that was released with the summer of gaming um event uh I'm very excited I played a little bit of system shock and system shock 2 a long time ago uh I'm very and and system shock and system shock 2 are kind of the um the um pre-evolved versions of bioshock um they are spiritual successors to uh or bioshock is a spiritual successor to system shock so um yeah so if you want if you want to figure out where the the bioshock bones came from uh system shock uh should be dropping i believe next year and then we had our uh square enix uh, we got Final Fantasy Rebirth, uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is Final Fantasy VII the remake, uh, Chapter Two. We've got a full-scale remake of Crisis Core uh, that was released for the PSP eons ago. 
And then we also have a, um, I believe there's like a Final Fantasy VII puzzle game. So all the Final Fantasy VII, they also showed, uh, PlayStation showed a lot of the gameplay and HUD for Final Fantasy XVI uh, at their state of play. I believe I posted that on the um, socials as well. And then we got Diablo 4 gameplay, finally, with the Microsoft and Bethesda games uh, showcase. Uh, we got a Overwatch 2 cinematic for Junker Queen. And I believe that means we are done with the gaming news. There is still lots of gaming information out there. I will try to make sure the socials stay updated or at least put up uh, some more stuff Um and then um, I have recently gotten addicted to, um, oh my God, I was literally playing this up until, um, up until, uh, sorry, Pat, I didn't um, mute my uh, thing. Hollow Knight. Thank you. Uh, the long awaited sequel to Hollow Knight, Silk Song, is coming out uh, this year. Uh, I first started playing Hollow Knight Forever and a Day Go. It's a Metroidvania type of game. It's the closest thing to a 2D's version, 2D version of a Souls game. Um, not horrifically difficult, but it is challenging. And you explore a mythical insect society um, as a fabled Hollow Knight. So for those of you that don't know, I'm an entomology major and a big nerd. So I get to play an insect knight. So let me tell you. It's all, it's, it's all happening for me. <laughs> so yeah, Hollow Knight Silk Song comes out this year. I know a lot of people have been waiting for it. I'm glad I held off on playing Hollow Knight. Um, th- so that is your massive chunk of gaming news. I probably only did 20% of it because I just did my own personal highlights. Uh, but like I said, on the socials, I will try to get a lot more game trailers up there for y'all. It's a whopping amount of video game news. But check out the socials. BJ will be posting stuff there. And uh, yeah, if, if there's a certain platform that you enjoy, go see if there's some new games coming out that you may want to uh, spend some time with. Okay, so I don't have a specific topic. My my uh, world has been a little, a little nutty, a little crazy. And I've really just been keeping up with some stuff that I've been talking about. Um, so... As we concluded Pride Month, the one of the things that I talked about as a one-up, um, I wanted to kind of come back to because all five episodes aired, and that is the Book of Queer. So the Book of Queer, um, if you remember hearing me talk about it as a one-up, is uh, Discovery Plus five-part series created by Eric Cervini about LGBT historical figures. Um, each episode was narrated by a different uh, person, including Margaret Cho, Dominique Jackson, Alex Newell, Leslie Jordan, and Ross Matthews. And it really dives into the fact that as much as people, closed-minded people, bad people, want to think that gays, lesbians, trans people, uh, gender non-conforming, non-binary people don't exist or have only recently been a thing this series delves into the history of the world in a very comedic way um i think eric or or bj you might have questioned whether or not it was uh akin to drunk history 
<laughs> and it, it kind of is without the drinking. Uh, it is very tongue in cheek. It is very sassy. And there's even a, a thing at the beginning that says, even though they use humor um, in the course of storytelling, everything that they present is is factual information. So some of the historical figures that they they discuss, um, Abraham Lincoln, they talk about uh, Bayard Rustin, who was the gay organizer of the 1963 March on Washington. Um, they talk about the um, a lot of the Renaissance greats, Michelangelo da Vinci. Um, there is conversation about Alan Turing and his history. Um, there is talk about, and I, I don't have the name here because, unfortunately, Google's is uh, very difficult in giving me information about the actual topics and the people that were covered in the show. Uh, so I apologize for not, not having this, but the IBM programmer who was one of, uh, who was a, a trans woman who was like the top of her field, but because she dared to present as a female in the workplace, they booted her and it took them over 20 years to formally apologize and that just happened within the past couple of years um they talked about the sacred band of thebes uh ancient greece's army of uh boyfriends essentially uh 300 men who committed themselves to each other you know well not all 300 together that'd be one hell of a group but uh essentially there were there were pairs of boyfriends there were 300 men and 150 sets of clothing uh, they talk about the uh, the creation of the rainbow flag and um, the the origins, not just of that flag, but of the the pink triangle and the the movements that uh, that took that and then evolved into um, uh, Gilbert's rainbow flag into the progress pride flag and and moving forward with that. It talks about. Um, Ma Rainey, Josephine Baker as being a bisexual um, spy during the war. There are so many amazing stories that don't get told. And this, this was done in such a way that was really fantastically done. They, they're, they're an hour, a solid hour of, uh, of, of television. Uh, so sometimes it can be a little bit long, a little bit of a slog, but it's incredible stories and it's things that we don't always know. Um, I want to say that there were some things that we, we had watched back years ago that talked about Ma Rainey and Josephine Baker's um, uh, queerness and, and their impact in history, but I can't remember what that was. Uh, so to see these stories told again is, is fantastic. They end with little musical numbers. Betty who does one, which was great. Um, Oh God, uh, heartthrob. What is um, Rob Anderson? Rob Anderson, yes, of yeah. gay science fame, is uh, featured heavily in the uh, second, third episode as part of the Sacred Band of Thebes. So uh, it was it was entertaining watching him be a part of of this as well. And uh, Miss Vanjie is in it <laughs> as the rainbow flag. Oh so you know there was a whole good section where I wanted to fast forward. But... <laughs> so a lot you of haven't been watching also... twenty four hours of Angie Love. Oh my god! No, has that no. been canceled yet? 
Not soon enough. So they're on YouTube, a lot of the segments, and it's not the whole episode, but like I watched the flag one with Vanjie. I watched the, the Greek one. So if even if you don't have Discovery Plus, if you go on YouTube, there's giant chunks that are really uh, a lot of the a meat of the episode. And it'll give you a sense for the style if you're if you're concerned. Len Conway was the the programmer you're you're talking about from IBM. Okay, awesome. Yeah, and they, they actually went and they showed the um the like the the apology that was issued i think i want to say it was like in 2019 or 2018 even like it was a good it was a good chunk of time after they fired her and basically destroyed her career so you know maybe a little financial compensation would have been nice to go along with that apology but whatever um there one of the things that i found to be well first off thank you for letting me know about that because i did not realize that they were putting clips up on youtube uh, my youtube is full of uh cooking videos the try guys and um and drag race stuff so it's hard to for, for other things to penetrate the the algorithm there but the high five was created by a gay baseball player like that was something i did not know and makes me even happier when I high five people because all those closed minded redneck bigoted people who are out there high five. And it's like, well, <laughs> it wasn't for a gay man. You would not have that sign of adulation, excitement to use, but it is, it's very interesting. Honestly, like I, I'm the way that it was planned. I think it came out, um, or oh, June 2nd was the first, uh, the first episode date, but the way that the month played out, there were five Thursdays. So all five episodes dropped in June, which was very good planning on their part. Nice. Um, yeah. So if you have the opportunity, go check out clips on YouTube. If you have discovery plus go, um, go give it a watch, spend about five hours, uh, taking in queer culture and queer stories that you may or may not know about. Uh, that was was definitely something that was worth spending the time every week to to keep up with. I'm also going to bring up my, uh, you know, reality television isn't necessarily my biggest component of my TV watching. <laughs> uh, however, you know, obviously we know that we're doing the Drag Race recaps every week. So Drag Race All-Star Season 7 is fantastic. We're not going to really dive into that because I spend an hour plus every week doing that. Go check the episodes out. And for those of you who listen, I appreciate you. For those of you who yell at me, like Jamie, about me never having seen Mean Girls, I appreciate getting the feedback. <laughs> um, but one of the things that did start coming back into my life as of uh, early last year was the challenge. We just had all stars three finish up and we're starting to get some newer, younger, newer players from the challenge on uh, the all stars seasons, which is a little sad because when it first premiered back in April of 2021, it was a lot of like the OG, like old school, old school players. And it, really made me feel like I was going back in time seeing uh, a lot of the people that I watched on MTV when they were first around. And we're kind of aging out of that a little bit and, and getting some more of the, we're at that middle point where it's like the fate, almost at the Facebook real world section of, of life, you know, when, when <laughs> Facebook was trying to do TV content and had a season or two of the real world. 
Uh, but it's still fun to watch because there are so many of the the old school players, and um, it, it just finished its third season, so I enjoyed that. And now, immediately following that, we have the Challenge USA, which is CBS taking the Challenge and re—I don't want to say rebranding it, but shifting it for its own purposes. So the challenge has always been an MTV thing, real world, road rules, originally. And then they started bringing in more uh, like Big Brother contestants. There's been a a few Survivor contestants that have uh, been on the show as well, Mm. uh, including Michaela, who I enjoyed immensely on Millennials versus Gen X. She got a raw deal in Game Changers and then got an even rawer deal on the challenge when she was on it. So I hope she comes back. Um, But we've been seeing an influx of new blood because those shows that started don't exist and we have more reality shows but cbs decided hey we're gonna do something a little different and now there is a cbs version of the challenge where they have contestants from survivor big brother love island and the amazing race i think it's just those four shows oh my god and it is one of i believe four international variants so there are three other international versions using their reality shows because a lot of these shows have uh, either international variants or ports of that they you know that this these have come from. The winners, or I'm not sure how they're going to plan, like how it's playing out, but they're eventually going to have top players from each of these four variants come together in a Paramount Plus exclusive. The challenge, War of the Worlds, not to be confused with the seasons of the two seasons of the challenge called War of the Worlds and War of the Worlds 2. But this is going to involve these other CBS owned reality uh, competition shows. And then we're going to have this big like international, almost like an international all stars type of competition. So Hmm. watch the first episode. It's very interesting to see. Now that I've I've watched so much Survivor to see these Survivor contestants, although there is one that I don't recognize at all, um, and I need to go back and figure out which season she was from because I have no clue at all. Uh, but of course, my favorite Tyson is there. God, I can't stand him. I'm still so mad that he won his second or third season, whatever it took to get him to a, a win. Uh, and then, last but not least, um, I. I'll just do another quick shout out for Trixie Motel. We are almost to the end. (laughs) We only have a couple of rooms left, but it's just a lot of fun. If you haven't watched it, I'm sure there are clips up there. Um, We've had Juno Birch. We've had uh, Zoe Deschanel and Drew. I think think that's the property brother she's dating. Uh, They showed up and went to the Brady house. Oh, Um, yeah. I saw that clip. Yeah. Oh, you got excited? I thought you were going to say something. (laughs) He like heard me went to the microphone. Who's dating who? Zoe Deschanel is dating one of the property brothers. I think it's, I think it's, no, is it Jonathan? Oh, gosh. I think it's Jonathan. The the one who is the realtor of the two, not the, Uh, not not the, the the hidden or the fixer upper. Yeah. I think that's Jonathan. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But he's also the, the, the the brothers are producers of the show. 
So yeah. it was just a matter of time to incorporate them. But we've had Brittany Broski, we've had um, Nicole Byer, we've had Juno Birch, we've had uh, Lisa Vanderpump. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Oh, um, I was going to say Orson Welles. Orville Peck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Not yeah, Orson Welles. <laughs> Orville Peck was on there, which was fun. He, he you know, like, they, they've had a lot of really great um, great guests on the show. And I believe there's only a couple more episodes left of the series itself. And we're, we're working our way through the, the rooms. And um, her designer is just a, a complete weirdo. I don't. I don't even understand how how she is functional as a designer anymore. But still, not not my circus. I don't got to worry about it. I still will not be paying eight hundred dollars a night to go stay there. Um, although it does seem pretty cool, and hey. Maybe if they allow general public, maybe if I ever get to Palm Springs and they allow the general public to go see a show in their little bar lounge area, maybe I'll do that. But a two person max occupancy with uh, eight, you know, six fifty to eight hundred dollars a night. Nope. Unless there's a sugar daddy out there that wants to take me to the Trixie Motel, in which case, feel free to message me on Twitter. Maybe we'll but, get famous enough one day and we can rec- do a live recording of Flame On from the Trixie Motel. Maybe. Huh? <laughs> Just maybe. Huh? Flame On, bo- the Flame On boys go to Palm Springs? That, I mean, that would be, that'd be entertaining. <laughs> but we would end up having to, like, we'd end up having to rent out most of the motel to, like, stay there. <laughs> It's free advertising. I mean, this is true. This is very <laughs> true. And then um, it premiering today. I haven't watched it, so I don't want to like. I can't one up it or like really talk about it. But Kesha has a new show on Discovery Plus as well. Just it's a lot of plug for Discovery Plus in, in my segment today. Uh, Conjuring Kesha. Kesha is uh, doing a going on the road and going to haunted places with a litany of phenomenal guests. And uh, recording her travels. So if you are into the spooky, ooky, ghost adventures, ghost hunters type of thing, and you have Discovery Plus uh, premiering the day of this recording, July 8th, is uh, Conjuring Kesha. So I know that I'm going to eventually watch it. I'm not a big ghost person, but it's Kesha. So, you know, I'm there. So that's just a little bit of the reality TV show check-ins that I wanted to uh, share with you all. Anybody seen any of the shows that I've I've mentioned aside from some clips on YouTube? I, I don't have Discovery Plus, so <laughs> I I've been watching Trixie Motel via YouTube. It's it's really funny, and I I honestly I wish because um, I know Discovery and Warner Brothers or Time Warner and Discovery merged. So at some point, um, a lot of the Discovery, I think a Discovery Plus module is supposed to pop up on HBO Max um, or oh. vice versa or something. Um, so I was I was hoping that would happen before Trixie Motel came out. Um, but I, from what I've seen, I've I've loved every second of it. So it's a nonstop like trip. And I don't mean like, oh, that was fun. I just mean like a drug-addled, uh, hallucinogenic, hallucinogenic uh, 
travel through time. But I enjoy it every fucking minute of it. I would, yeah. I would yeah. love a season. I would absolutely love a season um, after they open the hotel of them like managing it, like picking out a property manager, like like doing all of that stuff, like or having to like come in for like an emergency or something. Like I would love at least one season of like Trixie Motel, like the after. Um, <laughs> the 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 motel. Oh <laughs> they um so they opened one of the episodes with a search for a lifeguard, and had Leslie Jordan there to help uh pick out the lifeguard for the motel, <laughs> and they were like, oh, okay, well we you know rescuing a, a, a an inflatable isn't going to do it. We need to you know have you rescue somebody. So they put Leslie Jordan in the pool <laughs> and then have him flail around. <laughs> <laughs> And then David rolls up and he's like, um, with the depth of the pool and the amount of people, we don't need a lifeguard. <laughs> like It's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And then um, uh, I was going to say Dua Lipa, not Dua Lipa. Iggy Azalea is one of the guests. And I guess uh, worked as a like a cleaner at a at a, a hotel. Yeah, so that, was, do this that whole... was her. That was her job before she uh, got, quote unquote, discovered. Kind of like Kaya at the Parliament House. Um, From the Parliament House to my neck, my back. Look at her go. Um, True story for those of you who didn't know. Kaya, the the rapper, was uh, was once a a house cleaner at the the Parliament House in Orlando. Um, But yeah, they they went to a hotel and like just made a mess of it and then went through and like she showed her how to properly like make a bed and clean up and all this stuff. And I was like, and then about, you know, if they have a bunch of makeup brushes, you can just steal one or two because they'll never notice. <laughs> they had to like put a disclaimer on there of like we don't we don't encourage stealing. <laughs> it was quite ridiculous. But yeah, so that is uh that is my little my little recap of some of uh the reality television that's been entertaining my eyeballs in the past month. All right, dear listeners, we are so thankful for you having been a part of our journey to 300 episodes. While you are listening, why not check out playmonshow.com? You can find all of our social media links. You can find our Twitch channels, our YouTube channel, and you can find our Threadless shop all listed right there on the website. Check out the Threadless shop, buy yourself some Playmon merch, and then show us. Send us pictures, tag us online, all that good stuff. And then uh, if you are so inclined, you can head over to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash flame on show and join at one of the four levels that we have there. Lots of great content on our Patreon. And uh, we appreciate everybody that's helped support our little podcast. All right, y'all. Before we log off of this call, before we end meeting and crown Monet, oh, not, not Monet, Jada Essence Hall is uh, the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> Monet got the <laughs> Monet got the hastily edited together double win. Uh, Jada got her crown via Zoop call. My apologies. Did, My apologies. Did you did you see Bob the drag queen interviewing Peppermint, and he calls her Monet? Yes. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? I'll just see myself out. I was like, it's been great. It's been a wonderful season, y'all. Y'all just have a good one. Like, literally gets up. And Peppermint's just stunned. And Bob's like in the background, like, somebody call me my Uber. Like, it's fine. I'll leave my ID behind. And it was, I was in tears. 
And then one of the PAs is like, that's Peppermint. She's like, I know. <laughs> See, but that's why you have to watch the pit stop because of moments like that. Like, Bob is the host of the pit stop is phenomenal. Like, Monet was great last season. Trixie was great the season before. Like, honestly, these three queens, I'm, I could host everything and I'm down. And I'm absolutely down. Uh, but anyway, before we end this podcast... Let's do a round of one-ups, the things that are giving us life this month. Let's go back around with BJ kicking us off. What is your one-up? Um, so I have been revisiting um, some books uh, lately. I've been actually I've been reading, um, not just Audible, um, but uh, I uh, recently reread uh, Issa Rae's um, Adventures of Awkward Black Girl. Uh, which is what her show, uh, it's what her web series and her show Awkward are based off of. Uh, a lot of true life. Uh, insecure, that's right. Um, uh, it's a lot of, um, it's Adventures of an Awkward Black Girl. And then she did, I think it was, the web series was called Awkward Black Girl or Insecure Awkward Black Girl. And then she actually did Insecure for HBO. Um, it was just, it, it was nice to revisit. Uh, there there are some frightening parallels between my childhood and Issa Rae's childhood. <laughs> um, and it was just a really good, it pulled me out of a really gross headspace. Um, it just put me on a really good path. Um, and it was just really, really, uh, just a really good read. I think I, I know I mentioned it once a long time ago, uh, I think on the podcast. So we'll just do a little, little revisit. Um, due to our 300th episode, but, uh, that, that, um, was great. And I recently picked back up, uh, the Dresden files on audible, uh, which is narrated by James Marsters, uh, spike from Buffy or God forbid Piccolo from the God awful live action dragon ball movie. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. And those are just great. It's just great. Um, the, uh, Jim, I think it's Jim Butcher, uh, the author of the Dresden Files series, uh, kind of put the series on hold to write another book series that he just finished. Uh, he has a new novella out called The Law, which is uh, part of the Dresden Files. And he is uh, working on wrapping up, finally, uh, the Dresden Files as a story. I think there's like four or five books left in the series, and then he is done. So I've restarted that from the beginning. Um, and yeah, it's just been a nice, uh, a nice, uh, get back into, uh, different types of stories and there's something different about literature, uh, when it's in a novel format versus television or screenplay or web series. Uh, it's nice to get kind of get back to the old school, uh, every now and then. Very nice. Very nice. All right, Brian, what is your one up? I am very excited because I am going to get to see two musicians, one of which I've never seen in person. The other one I have uh, actually with Pat and I think maybe Eric. Oh, yeah, definitely Eric. Uh, I am going to the Triple Trouble Tour. Uh, they are stopping here in Seattle. And it is Tom Goss, which if you have uh, paid attention to bear uh, culture, music, uh, indie, indie, gay music, queer music, uh, Tom Goss, you probably encountered, got a lovely voice, great songwriter, uh, delightful gentleman. Uh, he is, uh, he's putting this tour on with two other people, uh, 
DeRoche, and I don't know a lot about DeRoche. I was trying to actually get uh, a little up to speed. Um, uh, I guess DeRoche is a band, and Cynthia, uh, I guess the big hit they had is uh, Big Letdown. Um, there's She, Her. So I will tell you more after the show about her. Uh, but another artist I'm very excited about. Oh, yeah, there's a picture. Uh, Ryan Casada who is a trans man, uh, performer, uh, very eh, up and coming, but has made some, some headway, uh, lots of great stuff out and has been performing since 13, very young, uh, very, very talented musician. So, uh, (coughs) excuse me, they are performing. It looks like when this comes out, their next stop will be here in Seattle on July 17th at the Otter Bar and Burger. Uh, I've never been there. Never heard of it, so I'm curious to see what that's like. Uh, but they are from there going down to California. Uh, a lot of stops in California and then cutting over to the East Coast. Some New York, Pennsylvania, D.C., uh, Delaware, and then uh, Florida. Our old stomping ground, not Orlando, unfortunately. Uh, Fort Lauderdale at, in October. So if you go on, look up TomGossMusic.com, you'll see the tour uh, links and that that's his show it looks like pretty much uh oh they're down to double trouble at one point uh so i guess they're they're, they're losing uh, ryan it looks like at some point uh but uh you'll see all the tour dates and you can get tickets there it should be some really cool uh indie live queer uh music so i'm very excited where is he playing in huntington why is this not telling me the venue location do they have one yet hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, Huntington was uh, was near where I grew up on Long Island. Industry Makers Lounging Gallery. Um, keep an eye, because I know he had to cancel some of the dates because he is sick currently. <gasps> Gasp. I oh, hope, oh, uh, oh. yeah, we'll see. I mean, that certainly it, wouldn't be it, the it first. It caught before. up with him. The the, the whole the, the, the panorama caught up with him. So, um, yeah. Yeah, he had a he just he put on his socials that he has COVID. He now has a COVID mustache as well. Um, I saw the COVID that, mustache the, post. I didn't know it meant that he had the COVID. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. No, he has COVID. So I know that he uh but if you haven't gotten any any emails or anything about your tour date, he may not have um I don't know how long he's had it. And I don't know like the ten day window or five day window or whatever whatever the current uh processes but i love tom tom is a great friend and um we have known each other and been working with each other since like 2014 i want to say 2014 or 2015 um so make sure that you tell him i said hello and uh and and enjoy his music so according to the facebook they canceled la and palm springs or they postponed them but they're trying to still do no cal and uh, Pacific Northwest. So we'll keep all our fingers crossed for his health. Yeah, I, I would I would assume that it, it's to, it's contingent on like when he doesn't have a fever or you know like th- that whole point to then uh, start the clock on on when you can be around people again. So, uh, but that's awesome. And uh, yeah, if you have not listened to Tom's stuff. Um, uh, Breath and Sound is one of my my favorites to recommend. It is a duet, a slight duet with uh, another one of our, our good pals, Matt Alber, uh, doing some backing vocals. Who uh, and Matt is another amazing indie artist. 
uh, who's focused on a lot of like television and film product projects uh, with queer youth as of late. So if uh, if you haven't checked him out, check him out. And uh, Eric, maybe one day we'll get that CD that we we bought. <laughs> I've mentioned it every time I see him, and he's like, "Send me a text, I'll send it out to you in the mail." And I'm just like, "Okay." <laughs> that was the wasn't it like the jazz one? I don't know. Like I, I think so. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. I'm sure I can just stream it. And honestly, I was just doing it to support my friend who is a uh, you know. And an independent artist. Anywho, moving right along, Eric, what is your one up? <sighs> it is time for the summer guilty pleasure to come back with uh, Julie Chen Moonves. Big brother, they moved back <laughs> into the house uh, <laughs> last night or Wednesday. Yeah, no, last night they moved back into the house, I think. Um, you watching the twenty four seven feeds? Are you keeping up with their no. every move? <laughs> they only get three. They only get three hours a week out of me. <laughs> <laughs> only three. <laughs> only three. Um, yep, it's just another season of Big Brother. I thought last season was a good season um, with the whole cookout um, running the game. Was that just last season? I thought so, right? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I don't I don't know. The only reason I say is cuz it ties back to the Challenge USA. I um a few of the members of the cookout are part of the cast of this new season of the Challenge. Oh. And it, but okay. it's it, it doesn't surprise me because a couple of a couple of people were talking about how like uh either Big Brother or like The Amazing Race like they were very recent seasons and uh, um season 41 castmates uh, or cast members of Survivor are on this as well. So like they mm-hmm. literally came off of shooting and airing possibly and going into filming this. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I wasn't too impressed with any of the cast members, but we do have a gay and we do have a lesbian on the show this season. So that's fun. Um, there was a karaoke host from Chicago. That's, on the show um it's me but he's married with five <laughs> children and is black oh, me. so i don't think it's pat okay um, not me <laughs> um but yeah so that'll be my life for the next however many months three months all that airs um, and there was already a controversy. They had to swap out a cast member in the week before the show started, uh, because he didn't disclose that he had recently appeared on America's Got Talent and a Netflix show. Doesn't say what Netflix show it was, but apparently both production companies threatened, uh, CBS to, if they did not pull him from the show. So. Oh, wow. It was, it was crazy. It was after they had already posted everybody's picture saying these are the castmates for the season up oh, nope just kidding not that guy um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah gasp uh yeah but that's big brother it's gonna be every sunday wednesday and thursday night for the next three months all right well my one up is uh some music uh pride month may be over but my my um, 
my descent into being a very angry lesbian um, is continuing <laughs> on at full speed. Uh, Haley Kyoko has a new album that will be dropping, uh, I believe, this month. And that is called Panorama, which makes it very difficult to talk about the actual <laughs> pandemic when... <laughs> When I keep saying, when I say Panorama, um, and not to have PTSD when I see the name of the album. She uh, dropped her, the lead single that she dropped was For the Girls, which has a uh, Bachelorette style video that accompanies it, which is very cute. She also um, uh, had a girlfriend reveal. She's been in a four-year relationship. I, I think I might have mentioned this the last time when I was talking about the song. And uh, she dropped another single, Deep in the Woods. And a couple of other songs that she had released prior ha- are, will be on this that are part of the track list, uh, including Chance. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head if there was another one. But I know that Chance was released um, during during the pandemic, the height of the pandemic, as just kind of random singles. Uh, I'm still sad that her I'm Too Sensitive for This Shit project kind of ended with five songs and was just really kind of an EP. But uh, I'm loving this kind of happier, peppier, uh, lighter version of of Haley. Um, And then on the other side, we've got Fletcher, who who announced the release of her first full-length debut album, called girl of my dreams uh it's crazy that fletcher has been around and putting out music since like 2016 and now in 2022 in september of 2022 will finally be releasing her first album um but she released the song her body is bible as a uh, precursor to the album she is performing a Lollapalooza. she's performing at Lollapalooza, but she's also performing a Lollapalooza after show which starts at 11 p.m um and is embarking on a North American tour, the Girl of My Dreams tour. Added a second show in Orlando. So for those of you in Orlando, if tickets are not sold out, you can purchase them uh, for either of the two nights uh, right around BJ's birthday. So BJ, you can be a lesbian for your birthday and go hang out with the girls at the Fletcher show. I mean, I feel uh, like I'm a lesbian every year. So, <laughs> uh, But then she's also coming to Chicago on November 2nd to do a headlining tour at the Riviera, which is right down the street from my house. Um, and I have tickets to go to both shows. So I will have to drag my old ass uh, to a room full of screaming lesbians at 11 p.m. on a Friday night uh, to go see Fletcher for the first time. And then I can do it at a more, at a more reasonable hour uh, for the second time when she's doing a full headlining set. I don't know if the after show is going to be shorter or not, but either which way, I'm just super excited. And then uh, Panorama and Girl of My Dreams, are I, I can't wait to hear these two new albums from these two amazingly talented queer artisans. Ah. So that concludes our episode, our 300th episode, y'all. We have made it to 300 and immediately following this is episode 301. So <laughs> <laughs> we are not starving you for content on this main feed right now. But um, yeah, thanks everybody for being a part of this 300th episode. Thank you, dear listeners, for being a part of our journey here. And uh, I'll turn it over to the show creator for any final remarks on episode 300. Oh my God! It's three hundred. I feel so <laughs> old. No, uh, no. This I think is, this is uh, 
Can I kick somebody this into is... a into a well? Oh, that sounds lovely. Is that, no, is that I... no, is that the wrong movie? No, no, you're right. That's totally it. They're, oh, okay. all, they're all gay, evidently. Normally my, the... my movie references are not good. <laughs> no, I, I really am uh I'm amazed and impressed that we are still going because of all of the podcasts, which podcasting has become so much bigger than it was when we started in twenty eleven. And even before that, when like Eric and I were on my couch in my office, you know, in Orlando, uh, doing the media mess. Oh my God. I almost called it meltdown again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, podcasting is so everywhere and, and just, it's so cool to see all of these amazing shows that are doing queer content. I think the only thing that makes me sad is that we're still like the best kept secret in town. So <laughs> if you are listening to us right now, please take a second and just send us to somebody you know, someone who you think needs a little more queer pop culture in their life and, and just spread the good word because I do feel like that will propel us into the 300 plus uh, part of our lives as a podcast. So, uh, and the other thing is we are going to try to do some more video stuff coming up. I know BJ and I have a project we're trying to figure out, uh, rage. In, in our, in it's our just going to be rage. Yeah. It's the, the, the rage cast, uh, the rage micros, but, um, but yeah, thanks for listening. And thanks as always to our cast, because, oh my God, uh, if it was just, uh, you know, me raging uh, that would not be fun but it, it's always been pleasant and and it always makes my day to have this time to talk with my dear friends who i don't see nearly often enough uh and of course pat because pat would it, this show would not exist i've said this before i will say it every time i have a chance it would not exist without his hard work and diligence and, and determination to keep the trains running on time mostly <laughs> i think we've only slipped up like a handful of times in like 11 years which is pretty amazing well no I've, i haven't been around that long but in the last like what eight years that i've been because before that it was like every yeah whatever you felt like it but then we got yeah, it on it was track. every month we were monthly we had a monthly cadence for a while but yeah no you're 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 your tenure as the show runner producer creator everything it, it, it has kept them kept things flowing it has made sure we are we are putting out content for your list for our listeners and i i know that is greatly appreciated and i wouldn't be doing it without you all and then you all listening because why would we do this if y'all weren't listening so send us feedback send us letters send us tweets just comments things like that really just make our day and really do um really do make this all worth it because we know that you're out there listening. Uh, even just, even my friends that listen and, and text me about like, Oh, or, or Facebook message me, you know, Luke and uh, Jamie both will, when they're listening to an episode, just send me messages commenting on things that we said. And even if it's just that, or, you know, if you're friends with BJ and you're listening and you send him a message about something like those things we share with each other most of the time. And, and it just, it makes this all worth it. So thank you all here. Thank you all listening. And uh, we'll see you in, in five minutes when uh, episode 301 starts <laughs> or, or in 35 <laughs> seconds when episode 301 starts, if you're just listening in on a constant stream. Um, but, but thank you again. And we'll see you on our next episode. Bye bitches. Bye. 
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series We Were the Lucky Ones with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.